Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And what what is going on over there? Is what I want to know. <laughs> a good day to Jay, aka Blanderson Hooper. <clears throat> yeah, I live in some water. Sorry, I'm just uh, I'm eating some chips here. Oh, okay. sure you chips. are, Blandy. Blandy is back, and he is full throttle. You've been waiting. How long have you been waiting to use that for the soundboard opening? The chips? Uh, yeah, ever yeah. since ever since Ian Bagley made a fool of himself. <laughs> With the chips. And Ian Bagley will make a fool of himself into eternity now that we've got the soundboard and he is on it. Alright, wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave a five-star rating and or positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that makes it all better. When you're down, it makes you happy. When all hope's been lost... It gives you hope. And when your crazy fucking mother-in-law is constantly annoying the shit out of you, well, it makes her at least a little bearable. <laughs> Barry, any mother-in-law stories this week? Uh, she sent a text today. I didn't even open it. Oh, no. What's this going to be? Uh, the coming COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Wait, here we go. Oh, son, please read this. The future of our children and nation are in... And indeed, the entire free world depends on it. Thanks. Okay. Are you going to read that? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, guys, the Knicks have played two games. We started off the preseason, both games against the Detroit Pistons. We're going to get to that later. But first, Barry, any big bets placed on the Knicks for you at betonline.ag? I officially placed my bet on the over for points per game on the season for Obi Toppin, over 12 and a half points. Um, and actually since I placed my bet, they raised it to 13 and a half. Um, and yeah, so I still feel confident about that bet, but yeah, anybody and everybody should head on over to betonline.ag. It's super easy to open up an account. You could bet on just about anything you can imagine. Speaking of that, one of the things you can bet on right now, real quick, Cleveland's next baseball team name. The Spiders are at plus 250. Cleveland baseball team at plus 500. Guardians plus 500. Wild Things plus 800. Then you got Blue Sox, Crows, Naps, Rocks, Buckeyes, Dobies, Cuyahogas? What is that? Isn't that a Native American thing? Isn't that Doesn't that defeat the purpose of <laughs> changing the name from Indians? They have Rockers at plus 2,000 and Bullfrogs at plus 2,500. I, I, I would take Rockers. I like that Cleveland Rockers. Yeah. And I mean, Cleveland's probably m- more known for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame than it is for any of that other stuff you mentioned. Yeah. Why not take that bet at plus 2,000? And then what's Wow, that? plus 2,000. 
the theme song for the Drew Carey show, which took place in Cleveland, right? Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. So that does make sense. Yeah. Well, if you want to bet on that, you can go to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. All right, guys. Did you see Mitchell Robinson's Instagram uh, the night before game one against Detroit? Yeah. He said, where's the loyalty at? And we didn't know what he meant. And we still don't exactly know what he meant. But he did tweet. He did do another Instagram post after their loss, after game two. I don't know if you guys saw that one. We'll get to that later. But he said, where's the loyalty at? A lot of fans thought that was because he found out he wasn't starting the game. You think that's accurate? No. He didn't really start last year, correct? Look, it's definitely a possibility that that's what he meant. It's just if it is, like it, it totally points to the whole knock against him uh, in this preseason, which is professionalism. Just keep your mouth fucking shut. Well, even if it's not about that, what if it's about his agent? If it's about anything else, for him, his to- agent. He's the one that dropped six agents. I'm sure they didn't all drop I know, him. So what do you Wait, think? It's a, what do you fucking think it's the about then? At. It's got to be about the starting thing. What it could it possibly be? Who knows? These guys have you know lives outside of basketball. I, I don't. I don't know what it is. After the second game of the season today, he Instagrammed a message. Did you hear that one? No. And this was after. Let's face it. He had two unimpressive first games in preseason. His message in the same kind of type, the same kind of style. He writes, that's fucking horrible, bro. SMFH, shaking my fucking head. Gotta do better than that. Referring to his own game, you assume. Is that what SMFH means? Shaking Shaking my my fucking head. head. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much fucking hate? I don't think so, because SMH is clearly known as shaking my head. I thought it meant so much hate. (laughs) So much hate. SMH, yeah. so much hate. Mm-hmm. I never heard that. Yeah. I guess I'm old and out of touch. I don't know. So Mitch was not in the starting lineup. I, I seem to think that it was that. I think that, you know, he just assumed coming in that he was going to be the starting center. Why? Not into this game, but before they signed Nerland's Noel, you know, it, it just, everything looked like it was going to be him starting. Everyone says it's RJ, Mitch, and Hoppin as the three core young guys. Everyone is claiming how good he is. He set the fucking record last year, beat Wilt Chamberlain's record for field goal percentage. Like he thinks this is going to be his breakout season, one leading to a possibly a decent contract he's severely underpaid when you look at the roster but what loyalty is he looking for when it's a completely brand new coaching staff listen i don't i think it's ridiculous I mean, if that's it doesn't how make he any feels. sense <laughs> well so this is fucking mitchell robinson i love mitch but you can't expect him to always make perfect sense he's tweeting out photos of him like at mercedes dealerships getting hyped before games or instagram what is it called instagramming but the starting lineup came out and you know, thibodeau went with alec burks Alfred Payton, Nerlens Noel at center, Julius Randle, and R.J. Barrett. We pretty much called it, right, Barry? You had most of that, and then I said that it looked like at that point they were going to be starting Nerlens. What do you think right. of that starting lineup? I thought it was fine. I, I can't really argue with it. We know why Randle's in there. R.J.'s got to be in there. We've talked about why Nerlens Noel, um, you know, was potentially going to be in there. Alec Burks I had called because he's, you know, the well-rounded player. Um, to kind of squeeze in there with those guys. And Alfred Payton is your most reliable point guard. So it makes sense. Yeah, and and to me, it just seemed like across the board that Thibodeau was basically deciding he was just going to go with the veterans to start. Let's let the veterans play play and see see if the young players can steal away the spots from them is what I'm thinking. Basically, the only young player in there was RJ. And that's because there's... RJ is clearly one of the best players on the team. But there is no one you could consider starting over RJ. Right. Every other position, he went with the veteran. 
every single other position. I think he just I think he just wants the rookies, the the young guys, the second year, third year guys to win the jobs, not give it to them and make the veterans try to come in and take it from them. Well, part of it's going to be that, but he's also going to have to figure out who fits best together because you can't just divide it up like that. I mean, a part of me did get a little excited when that second lineup came out, you know, and it was DSJ, Frank, Knox, Toppin and Robinson because we had all these young guys playing together. Uh, and for, for a good chunk of time, because that was the second unit. But you can't just have all of that in one and all that in the other. You got to kind of mix and match and see who's going to complement each other, you know, get some shooting. The thing is, the team doesn't have much shooting. So, you know, you're going to have problem areas no matter what five guys you throw out there. Um, and I think there's a couple of pieces that Thibodeau may look to shuffle around. Um, and not even too late in the season to do it either. You know, relatively soon he may look to do that. And he's got a few guys he knows are cemented in there. You want to start your best guy at each position, but you do want some chemistry. You do want some balance. You want you want some defense. Obviously, Thibodeau wants guys who can play D. You need two or three guys who can make shots. So yeah, you can't just go with all veterans, all young guys. You need You need a group that's going to set the tone. You know, if you find yourself starting a game in the hole, you know, with such a, a, a crappy team, it's going to be tough to climb out of it. So you got to put your best foot forward. Um, and if that means putting your youth to come in off the bench, so be it. I mean, they're still going to get they're still going to get enough minutes. Yeah. And for me, that that game one, that starting lineup did not get off to a great start, you know, and and when the second unit came in that you just spoke of, especially getting to see Obi Toppin make his debut and coming in in that second quarter, right end of the first, second quarter, it definitely changed the changed the energy in that game because because Randall was struggling. Randall looked like he did for a lot of last year. Knicks fans were getting upset. He had that one air ball, an air ball layup, which is impossible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just had that out of control nature to him in that first game. He was much better in the second though. Yeah, uh, but when Obi came in. He he was incredible for his for, for at least one quarter. What did he score? How many points did he score in that? Eleven points. He scored nine points in the first half of his debut. Yeah, he looked polished. He spread the floor, which we all expected. He had that one great play where he played some solid D, took it down the other end of the court, gave it up to Knox, and Knox gave it right back to him. And you saw that chemistry between some of the young guys. He was also very active on the boards. He grabbed a lot of rebounds early, you know, all over the place, which was nice to see. You know, because that shows hustle. That shows focus. Yeah, and meanwhile, RJ got off to to an ice cold start in that game. Oh, yeah. What was he, 0 for 7, right, to start? I think 0 for 6, if I remember right. Something like that. It was bad. But there was one thing in that first game that I think we all saw. There was really no player that stood out. I mean, at first it was Obi Toppin, but he didn't do anything in the second half. But the one thing that stood out for me in that game was just overall team defense. You could tell that that's going to basically be the identity of this team. And that's what Tibbs seems to be working on the most. Is it Tibbs or Thibs? Um, it's th- um, it's Tibbs, but when you say the whole last name, it's Thibodeau. I've got a major problem with that, which we should just settle right now. Because that doesn't make any sense. And in game two, <laughs> in game two, um, what's his name? Zerbiak was saying, calling him Thibs. And Thibodeau, which I respect because you got to make a decision. It cannot be Thibodeau for the full name and Tibbs when it's short. Breen calls him Tibbs and Thibodeau. I call him Thibodeau and Tibbs because I'm not calling him Thibbs. 
No, nor should no, you. That's dumb. And nine just... times out of ten, I'm calling him Tibbs. I'm not calling him Thibodeau or Thibodeau. It does sound. It does feel unnatural to say Thibodeau. You know, <laughs> it's it's like I'm not saying Bullock. I'm not calling <laughs> right. Reggie. Can I just say Bullock, I wanted to Bullock. bring that up. I, I was about to bring that up. That is driving me insane. What Thibodeau? No, Bullock. Bullock. It is the oh, most Bullock. unnatural way to say Bullock. I mean, come it's on. Reggie is that really how he says his name? Does he say my name is Reggie Bullock? Who, who's ever pronounced it that way? Ever. It drove me nuts every time they said it. Yeah, and I don't think we should have to say people's names just because that's how they want it said. <laughs> we get to pronounce them how we want to pronounce them. But anyway, Thib- Thibodeau's, you can tell that his identity for the Knicks... <laughs> I mean, they were they were hustling on D. They were moving. They were contesting passes. They were getting excited when they were making plays. DSJ had that charge. And I think Jonathan Macri on Twitter, I'll show him some love, tweeted out that in three minutes, DSJ had a charge and he had one charge all of last season. Yeah. Yeah, he actually had it in both games. He, had, uh, he, he yeah. drew a charge. He had active hands, you know, on defense. Yeah, he was up in guys' faces. It was that was that was good to see from DSJ. And that's about the only positive thing, honestly, I can say about DSJ in, through these first two games, is that defensively he was working. Right. But dude, offensively, I am concerned about the point guard situation here. It's always been a concern. But I'd say it's worse than last year because for whatever reason, the coaching staff believes that DSJ is truly the backup point guard. It is clear he's coming in right after Alfred. He is a backup. They have moved away from Frank being a point guard at all. I'm still fine with it. Right now, I'm still fine with it. You're fine after, with what you're seeing out of games. DSJ? It's he two looks, preseason games. He looks Dude. lost out. Yeah, but you've got to have... He's lost. I agree with you that, yes, we need to have a little bit more... <laughs> a lot more control of this offense. But he's still... I still see the talent there. And I still have glimpses of what he's capable of doing. He still has that speed. He's, he was still on um, on a few occasions able to get through the lane, you know, and look to kick things out. I still have faith. How often do you see a point guard in the NBA dribble into the fucking backcourt? Yeah, that was pretty bad. For, for basically, he was barely being hounded. I know. That was like one of those things where I'm going to hope that they're going to call it a deflection off of the defense and I'm not going to get called for backcourt here. And when you look that wishy-washy, the referee is always going to call it against you. It's almost, if you would have been confident about it and grab the ball like he knew it was up maybe they wouldn't have even called it because it was questionable i don't i do not think he's i think he's less of a point guard than frank but we're obviously well, I mean, we're obviously different. going with them they're completely different and yeah maybe frank is what this team needs at the point but i mean they're, they're going to bring two totally different things yeah maybe frank will take more control he's he will set things up a little bit more in the half court but the speed that DSJ has, I still feel like can be utilized to the advantage. Now, is his shot going to fall? That's, you know, yet to be seen. You know, he didn't take a lot of threes. and He was one for three the first game, and he was 0 for two from three in the second game. But his shot didn't look broke. Well, let's give him a little chance here. We're two games in. Yeah, that's all I'm. That's all I'm asking from from you. But I'll all tell right? you, give I him mean, a chance. It, it and, is and I'm not, asking from everybody. It is not a good good sign. It's, he's. Does not seem like he has any more confidence than he had last year. Well, hopefully Thibodeau's going to get him right. We're going to get to work, kid. <laughs> We're going to get you right. There you go. Take take a, uh, you know take some advice from Fizz. Now, RJ didn't start off great, but he finished that game well. And then in game, he had a great game in game two. He has been, aside from maybe 
overall team defense, the most consistent part about these first two games. He's still one of the youngest Knicks, if not the youngest Nick. And he was the most consistent Nick on that floor over two games. I mean, from what I saw, he's bigger than last season. He's on a mission this year. I know it's just preseason, but the offense needs to be running through him, not through fucking Julius Randle, not through our awful point guard situation, but it's best when the ball's in his hands. I would like to see a prettier three-point shot. And it's not even that they were, you know, were way off the mark most of the time. It, it just, and, and I know he's a lefty, so it's always going to look a little different, but it, it just doesn't look clean to me. You know, around the, around the rim, awesome. You know, within 10 feet, amazing. You know, those little short jumpers, um, you know, layups, dunks, all that stuff. You know, he's he's super polished, but around the three-point line, it just, it doesn't look like a pretty shot to me. And, and I know that was always, you know, a, a knock against him. But, you know, you would have hoped that you're going to see some improvements. And who knows? Maybe we will, but it doesn't look pretty to me. No, well, he was one. He's one for nine through two games from three. And there was one where, you know, he missed the three. He got it right back and was wide open a second time in a row. And usually if you get a second look back to back, you'll make that shot. The second w- shot was off the mark worse than the first. It was an air ball. I think that was in game one. I think that's all coming down to confidence for him. You could tell that that he wants to get off to a good start. He's averaging 20 points over the first two games. By far the best player. I feel like some players had solid single games, like Obi Toppin had a solid debut, was basically invisible in his second game, one for six from three. Julius Randle had a awful first game and then had a solid second game. Knox looked decent in the first game, was aggressive, looked confident. The second game, he barely played because he wasn't really that effective. He played 12 minutes in the second game. We did get to see Emmanuel quickly in game two for all of nine minutes. We saw him a little bit at the point. They seem high on him. I mean, in the in the post-game presser after game two, Thibodeau praised his shooting. He said, you know, how in practice, he just, whenever the ball leaves his hands, you think it's going in every single time. So they're going to try to find minutes for him. And, you know, that's what we were talking about before, that a couple of these spots might be up for grabs. Quickly as a guy, they may look to insert, you know, in that rotation. They didn't even have Austin Rivers play. Or, they they or don't have Mike, him yet either. And, you or, know, he's going to Or Michael get, Kidd Gilchrist. So, I mean, well, you know, you're, you're talking about what? How many people played the first two games? I think 11 total. Yeah. And then you've got a couple of guys. I mean, whether uh, well, or not 12, Kidd 12, Gilchrist. 12, because you had quickly uh, Bullock or Bullock. <laughs> Block on top of the uh, two main units. Listen, obviously Iggy hasn't played. Rivers, like you said, Miles Powell Miles hasn't Powell. seen any action. Spellman, MKG. I don't know what they're waiting for with MKG. But speaking of shots, that that still seems to be one of the one of the toughest spots on the roster right now. There's not a lot of guys who can shoot, but Alec Burks oh. looked pretty good in that second game shooting. I mean, by far the best guy from three. He was three for five in that second game. He was one for three in the first game. So that's four for eight so far, shooting 50% from three. Which means what? The rest of the team is nine for 48. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah, so he is the, basically the one guy, which makes you wonder why we're not seeing more of quickly. He only took three shots quickly in that second game. He played for yeah. nine minutes. And they were getting a lot of good looks. It wasn't like they were even forcing up these highly contested threes. Um, so, I mean, I don't have that much of an issue with it, except for the fact that they just can't shoot. They can't <laughs> you hit know? any but of But the them. fact that, I mean, the offense, even in just these two games, and it's not even Thibodeau's calling card, it has looked good. Like, there's more movement. 
on offense. Guys are cutting around. They're passing the ball more. So, I mean, that's really, really good to see. But there was so much the last few years of just watching this team stand there and just stare at the guys with the ball. And you're yelling at your TV to move. And at least they look like they've got some type of offense going. And there really hasn't been much practice yet. So, you know, you hope that's going to fall into place. And then on top of that, you hope that the shots are going to start to fall. And they will. You know, they, they, they will. Absolutely. That's the one thing you see out there. Even though it does still look like every trip down the court when it's not a fast break is a struggle. It's a struggle in the half court. They are moving the ball and they are moving without the ball. And, and they're moving it quickly, And they, they, except for when it's in DSJ's hands. I, I feel like that's where when it slows down. But I'll be honest, one of, the, one of my biggest disappointments through two games is Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, no blocks in that second game. And I know he was in massive foul trouble. He you know, picked up five fouls super fast. And at least played a little bit better defense after that, you know, more controlled. But I mean, come on, Mitch, you got to have a bigger presence in these games at both ends of the court. You know, when you're out there with your athletic ability, you got to make a bigger impact. It is not a good start. And he even said it in that Instagram post. That's fucking horrible, bro. And I agree. (laughs) That is horrible. Yeah. I don't want my takeaways from you, you know, being that you're getting into foul trouble all the time. I want them to be you you know, a few feet above the rim, stuffing it down. I want to see the ball going into the empty stands. He had five fouls in 19 minutes. He was four of six from the field, five rebounds. He, like you said, no blocks. He's just not active yet, like he was last season. He didn't make huge strides between seasons one and two. Now we're in season three and he's got to make a step up. Yep. And a lot of this could be in his head. It could be a lot of the talk and the chatter, you know, about his professionalism, about him, you know, not being around the team a lot um, in this offseason and during the OTAs. But something's got to flip. You know, the, 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 the switch has got to be flipped in him. You need something big to happen that's just going to turn it around, get him to feel more at ease out there in the court so that he can go back to doing what he does. You know, have fun out there on the court. He had one field goal. He was 0 for 1 in the first game. How does that happen when you have not played in almost 300 days a player like Mitchell Robinson, who everybody believes is part of the future of this team? You're coming off a season where you broke Wilt Chamberlain's record of field goal percentage. And he was 0 for 1. He was a minus 16 in the last game against Detroit. Mitchell's supposed to come in and have a huge positive impact on this team. And Nerlens is outshining him right now, easily. In that first game, Nerlens Noel, he had 10 points, 8 boards, and 2 blocks. Meanwhile, Mitchell did nothing. And Mitchell's potentially Instagramming messages out, where's the loyalty at? Uh, he's he, if, if this is how Mitch starts this season... Dude, it's a short season. And before you know it, the season's going to be over and he'll have three years in the NBA and he hasn't made any progress. We've been talking all offseason. How much? How many threes is he going to shoot? Mark Berman asked, how many threes are you going to shoot? Ian Begley asked, how many threes are you going to shoot? Stefan Bondi asked, how many threes are you going to shoot? Yeah. Now, I don't know if all these guys did, but it seemed like everybody was asking. <laughs> That's all anybody cares about. Is he going to become Anthony Davis this season? <laughs> and this is how you look coming out of the gate? One field goal attempt? In 22 minutes, he had two blocks, by the way, in the first game. And four steals. It's not good enough. No, we want more. It is not good enough. I I really want Mitch to take a huge leap this year. He's not going to get this big contract that he wants. If he Even if he matches what he did last year, he's got to take a dr- big step up. Is there any reason why he shouldn't average double-double? No. 
But he's got to stay on the court. Uh, I mean, the foul trouble is the biggest thing. But, I mean, if he could stay on the court, why why shouldn't we expect that from him? No, if he doesn't get 10 points and 10 boards in a game with with two blocks, that's not good enough. And so far in two games now, he's got 10 points, 12 rebounds, and two blocks over two games. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. And it's certainly not going to cut it if you're hoping to start one day. So he's been disappointing. I mean, like I said, DSJ has been disappointing to me. I was really excited after that first game, and I think a lot of Knicks fans were. But let's face it, we played the Detroit Pistons, who were just as bad as us last year. All right, If not worse. They're they're a bad team. The Knicks play like they played in those two games in the next few weeks against any any decent teams. They're going to get blown out. Now, here we come. Double-digit losses. That's the case. No question. Yeah, so so don't get too excited about the first win. We'd probably be 0-2 against any other team right now. Let's put it that way. Jay, have you tried that raspberry chocolate crumb cake yet from Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company? And it was ex- as spectacular uh, as I believed it was going to be. The best part was actually the chocolate crumb on top. Isn't that always the case? Probably, I guess. <laughs> but But I mean, this was- but More than normal. Yes, more so than normal. I've never had a chocolate crumb like that before, and uh, I thought it was just insane. It was delicious. Well, I feel like every time we talk about their crumb cakes, we talk about how amazing they are. So from holiday gift boxes to their world-famous Crumpkins, they even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription you can get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com, use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE for 23% off your order. Yeah, they know what they're doing. We had one listener who said he had a $100 order this week, and we wow. saved them 23 bucks with that. Nice. All right, guys, have you been paying attention to any of the other rookie performances going on around the league? Because I am out of fear that we've once again made a bad decision in selecting Obi Toppin. I've been, I, I went to see what Denny Avdija did in his first game. He looked, he looked very smooth in game one for the Wizards. He had a, he had a great game. He was perfect from the field, six for six, three for three from three. He was doing it from everywhere. It, was, it, it wasn't just three-point shots. He was driving to the lane. He had a buzzer beater at the half that looked very Luka Doncic-like, posting up 15 points, four boards, two assists in 20-something minutes. He looked very impressive, really smooth. And I remember when we were about to draft Obi, I was like, ugh, Avdija here is tempting. And he's 19. Let's not forget that. So he had a good start. A lot start. of people suspected he was going to go a lot higher in that draft than he did. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, Oof. he had a horrible He did debut. not do well. Oh, not man. Well. <laughs> what an awful performance. That, that makes you feel a little better about Obi's second game, at least. <laughs> he was two for nine, five points in his debut. Halliburton had a great second game for the Kings. He looked not good. Not great, but 11 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Almost a triple double in his second game. Yeah, he looks like he loves setting people up. Is he? Yeah, he had a lot of a uh, lot of nice passes and yeah. a lot of he, really good on defense. A bunch of steals, running in transition. He looked he looked really good. Which is going to be hard to watch this year, especially when we're trotting out Alfred Payton and DSJ, dude. Uh, you yeah. know, that's difficult. <laughs> Even though I'm I'm fully on board with Obi, and we got to see how he does. And we got to give him a little bit of time. He is 22 years old, all right? So he doesn't have as much time as these other guys. Well, let's hope we see more of uh, that first game, Obi, than we do of that second game, Sloppy Toppy. And in that second game, Obi looked so fucking stiff out there. He was basically just shooting up threes from deep. 
and he had that one. His three doesn't look bad, though. I'll give him that. It doesn't that. look bad. <laughs> those, will, those will start falling he a little was bit not more consistently. The one thing that gave me a little bit of solace was watching Killian Hayes not do he as well as I either. thought he was going to do. I pretty much figured, all right, we're playing Killian Hayes the first two games. He the, he was drafted right before us. All the Knicks fans wanted Killian. And that first game, he did pretty much nothing, right? He, what was he? In the first game, he was two for seven. The second game, he was two for 11. So that's four for 18 over the first two games. He had seven turnovers in that first game. Listen, another guy who's young, but when our rookie's struggling, I want to make sure there's some others who are struggling. Lamelo Ball had some sweet passes in his first game. Did you yeah. see the behind the back pass oh, on, the, Miles on the Bridges break? Break. The no look behind oh, the back pass. That was beautiful. I mean, geez. well, that I mean, Miles Bridges and Lamelo were killing me a little in that game. Yeah, because you know nice we highlights. went with Kevin Knox and Miles Bridges is fucking throwing down these slams in that game. They're insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he had ten boards, four assists in his first game, no points. Second game, twelve points, couple assists. You know, it's funny because LaMelo, I mean, he hasn't come out of the gate like I thought he might. He's not starting. He's coming off the bench. He was minus 17 in the game tonight, his second game. Oof. Isaac Okoro has looked pretty good in a couple games for Cleveland. Yeah. He had a game-winning shot in his first game where he scored 18 points, played hard D in a tie game in the final seconds, helped force forced the miss, ran down the other end of the court and put a layup in and got the three-point play to win the game for Cleveland. I mean, that's an incredible start for him. Yep, we'll be seeing him in Cleveland uh, this week. Is there any doubt, any second thoughts about Obi? Or you got to no, give him some on. time? No, no doubts. Nothing. Not a single doubt. I mean, look, it's been two who games. doesn't have doubts? But I, yeah, it's been two games, man. What? Eight I, quarter, I, I, I'm, I'm eight in quarters, Obi's though. corner. Obi needs more minutes. because He needs more minutes to get comfortable. All right, guys, you've been waiting a few weeks for this. This is a big moment here. All right, you hear that music. This is the news with Blanderson Hooper, presented by Manscaped. Guys, we got our packages this week, right? Yes, we did. Our packages for our packages. Yeah. Guys, support for It's a Hard Knicks Life is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. All right, so I got this box, and they have a beautiful product here. It is called. They do. There's a they, lot in there too. They sent us. They basically they don't want us to do the do the promotion unless we know how good their shit is, and it is this great looking package. We got the lawnmower, the Manscaped lawnmower. It has, it's got this. When you turn it on, Jay, you use this. You said right. I did. I did use the product. Yes. And how did the there, there's a special light. Well, can can I say that that right there stood out immediately. Um, there is a tiny little light, so when you turn it on and you're using it, you can actually see what you're doing. I basically um, do the show in pitch black dark in this room, which and I is turn great. a light on and I can see every hair on yeah, my balls right you, now as I'm trying to you shave. Can, you can see, <laughs> you can see everything. It's like you know, like a drill that has a light on it, or a miter saw that has a light. Like you can see everything that you're doing, and normally. You know, when you're when you're dealing with down there, you're not going to be able to see really well. And so you don't have to worry about clipping something by accident or catching something by accident because it's so well lit down there. We got that. We got the Reviver, which is some sort of ball toner, which I don't know. Have you tried that, Jay? I've used the lotion. The lotion you use when you get out of the shower. Okay. It makes and it feel all nice and fresh. Is that the ball deodorant? No, it's the it's the bigger of the two containers. 
It's a lot of ball product they give you. So guys, let's get that bush to tush clean. Make your testies their besties and whatever other cheesy lines they want me to say here. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HARDNICKSLIFE oh, at wow. manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code HARDNICKSLIFE. Your balls will thank you. And that's trademarked, by the way. If you really like us, the three of us in our show, and you do want to try this product, then it's a great product. Do us a favor, because when you go to that website, and correct me if I'm wrong, Craig, they may automatically get 20% off right off the bat. So please, when you go to check out, erase what's ever in that promo code box and put that hard Nick's life in the promo code. Yeah, I'll be honest, it took me about 10 minutes to figure out how to do that. So it's going to take a little work. <laughs> they don't go to work. that site, you check out, it doesn't even offer you the promo code area. Because it's already got one in there, but you got to figure out how to X that out, and then you can put Hardnick's Life in there. Well, save if, them some time. It took you ten minutes. What do they got to do to to X it out? Exactly. Do it while you're listening to the the news or something, because we know that's going to take like ten <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, Blandison won't mind. <laughs> All right, Blandy, what do you got? All right, here we go. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw that the uh, the Knicks are apparently banning media from being uh, at any of the regular season games. Did you see that? You say it so harshly, Blandy. Yeah, what's the problem with that? Do you not agree with that? It's a safety protocol. The only other team in the NBA doing that is the Bucks. Really? That's the only other team doing that? that? I'm surprised. the only other team that is doing that. Now, it could change, but as of right now, it stands for the regular season as well, which, you know. Well, let me ask you a question, Jay play devil's advocate here what's the purpose of the media being at the game so they can fucking oh, sit I mean, in the listen, stands I'm and just, watch the I'm game i'm just reporting the news because I'm they're not gonna you. they're not gonna be in the same room for interviews they're gonna have to yeah do i mean Zoom. they can't it's not like they could be in the in the you know locker room after the game asking questions with their you know their recorders in their face like in the past right but, so if they if they were letting media at the game they're basically just letting them come to watch a game well, what if Ian Bagley wants to go in there and just watch the game and... Yeah, exactly. They saw what happens with Ian Bagley. You want him choking in your arena? No. Choking on a bag of chips? Ian Bagley will probably bring his fucking kids. They'll be screaming the whole time. <laughs> There's no fans in the arena. Every, everybody will hear the yelling. <laughs> He'll be calling his kids on FaceTime for their bedtime when the game's going on. You'll hear the fucking crying in the stands. Let's just avoid it altogether. And you know the Knicks hate the fucking beat writers, so. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I don't know if you guys saw either one of you, Sports Illustrated, put out its list of the top 100 players this year in the NBA. Uh, Actually, they they released 100 through 50 today, and not one Nick in 100 to 50, which means there's not one Nick on the the list. Uh, Mitch... And Randall just missed. They're in the the separate article about those that just missed being out. Nets had three in the fifty to one hundred range, and then you've got to assume that KD and and Kyrie are in the top fifty, so that gives them a total of five. Um, speaking of the uh, Nets, Kyrie. I don't know if you saw. Kyrie said he wasn't going to be speaking to the media this year. He said he didn't want to talk to the pawns in some weird Instagram video, and uh, the Nets. And he were both fined twenty five thousand dollars a piece for that, and um, al- already he's he's gone off that. He was talking to the media, I think yesterday. Well, that's because he was fined. He's, he, otherwise, yeah. he's going to get fined every time. Yeah. 
Uh, also, I don't know if either one of you saw the um, the Instagram live thing that he did with KD. I did. I, did. See I was actually clips. on my phone. <laughs> where I was up. trying to get the audio for that. I wasn't able to get it in time, but where he was saying that he believes he was Durant in a in a previous life. Did he say he believed he was Durant in a previous life or he was a type of player Durant? No, I think is. he said I think he said No, he, I think he meant he's the ty- he was like the type of player. I don't think so. I think he specifically said that he was Kevin Durant in another life. That's not even oh, possible. So. You can't be another person in this life in another life. Well, he's never well, said anything that's impossible before. Well, then he should be able to. He should be able to know like every crack of Durant's body, then to prove that he was Kevin Durant <laughs> in another life. Yeah, but right? it wouldn't be. But Kevin Durant's body in another life might not be the same body that he has in this life. What? Why wouldn't no- it be the same body? What are you talking about? It's another life. So maybe his body's slightly different. Get out of here. All right, I can't keep track of this. <laughs> I don't, I mean... It's got to be the yeah, same body. Yeah, there's also body. a little bit of f- friction during the, the Instagram Live, too, in terms of, like, how they're going to play together. Did you see that? Did you hear A little that? bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I mean, Kyrie kind of like backed off. Like, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, and... yeah, Kevin called him out on a couple of things that he was saying, and then, you know, Kyrie Irving had to, t- you know... <laughs> this is weird. Kind of re- readjust They were negotiating the saying. number of post-ups that Kyrie yeah, was going to get was just, the game. Which was very I mean, why they're doing uh, that live on Instagram, I I think they were just fucking around. But the fact that that Kyrie will do like, you know, an hour long Instagram live video and up until this point had refused to talk to the media is just ridiculous. And he brings so much like negativity onto himself. It would just be easier for him to just like say no comment to the reporters, you know, when he asks a question that he doesn't want to answer. It's funny because he says he was doing it because he doesn't want the media to be able to pick out which sound bites they want. So what, you do it on Instagram Live and they pick it's out even which sound bites the same they thing. want. It's worse because you're different. babbling about nonsensical things for an hour. <laughs> you're bound to say something ridiculous. And it's even easier to take stuff out of context. You know what I say about us not signing him last year? What? I say this. Well, thank fuck for that. That's what I say. Oh, I say it every day. Yeah, well, I don't say it when I'm watching DSJ run the point, so. <laughs> KD played... For the first time in 552 days in the the Nets' first post um, preseason game, it looked pretty good. Okay, I mean, from enough. What, from enough. what I saw, let's move on. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Um, the competition committee is set on the 17th to vote on increasing the number of players that you can dress from a game from 13 to 15. Paul George is signing a four-year extension with the Clippers, worth 190 million. Could be as long as five years. According to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, James Harden still wants out of Houston, even though um, they brought in John Wall, got rid of Russell Westbrook. Uh, Eight players have tested uh, positive for COVID since the last time they tested uh, players about a week ago. So you got got that going on. We'll see what happens with no bubble. And the last thing I have is that LeBron was named Time Magazine's athlete of the year. And uh, and that's that's the way the basketball bounces. Beautiful job, Jay. Blandy. Blanderson Hooper bringing it as always. I do what I can. You guys want to listen to some voicemails? Yes. What's up, boys? This is Big Joe down in the FLA. Sorry I wasn't clear on the previous call. Craig's for my vote. Barry, I apologize for coming at you so hard. We just want you to be better. The numbers are just not coming out strong for you right now. About the Knicks, 
Obviously, I'm getting excited for this season. I don't need the record to change. I need the culture to change. Uh, I'd like to dedicate this call to Hooper Sr. Thoughts and prayers, brother. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself. Come back strong, bro. Thanks, guys. Now, now, Joe from the FLA made a comment about how he came at Barry pretty strong. Do, what, what exactly, what did he say about Barry? I can't remember. I think his assessment was pretty spot on, to be honest. Barry, well, you're boring. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, I don't think he need, I, He didn't come on too strong. I think he was, you know, I think he was accurate. I like you know? that he doesn't need the, the record to change. He needs the culture to change. It's true. Hey, what's up, guys? It's James from Queens over here. I know you missed me a little bit. Uh, and and, and you, you guys are getting a little ridiculous with the Barry stuff. Barry, you got my vote. Barry. Barry, you got 10 votes for me, Barry. Ridiculous already, guys. Come on. Come on. All right, put Barry's one in man, for Barry, guys. Jay, just to be clear. What, what, what makes him think he could put in 10 votes for Barry? All right, anyways, Barry, calm down over there. It's not that serious. Anyways, guys, so... I mean, Kevin Knox, I hope he can hit three shots. I mean, we'll be lucky if he's able to hit two a game. You know, I'm re- I'm really excited for this team. I think Quickly's going to be the fucking man. I think I think Obi's going to be okay. He's not going to be the greatest. I think he makes the rookie the all rookie team though, maybe second, but um not rookie of the year, I don't think. I I mean, Julius Randle in there, it's not going to be easy for him to have spacing, to have the floor. So we'll see what happens with that. I think RJ is going to take a little step up. He's going to improve his shooting a little bit. Hopefully 18 points per game at least minimum. He needs to get 17 and a half or 18 points per game. Or else, I don't know, man. He's got to improve a little bit with the free throws and, you know, the three-pointers. So, anyways, I think Tip is going to be a good guy. I think we're going to win 23 games this year for Lucky. Um, we got to keep it developing slow. And hopefully, you know, we get no assholes in here like Trier. Because, uh, I mean, it's Trier. Come on. Do you really want any guys like that ever again? These guys playing on the Turkish League probably next year. So, anyways, you know, Barry, you're the fucking man. But, you know, Craig, you got to ease down a little bit. The votes really aren't that serious, dude. You know, you're not going to win anything. Just just chill, chill out, Craig, you know. You know, don't be so upset that Barry's better than you. And Blandy over here is coming and still get thrown as well. You know, you might as well just get off the show, Craig. Nah, I'm kidding. I love you, too. All right, guys. Have a good night. Let's go, Nick. It's a hard Nick's life, man. And fuck KD and Kyrie. What a great call. Yeah, he's a long, yes, but oh, a, great a great call. What a great call. James <laughs> no, getting, oh, in, getting in basically six weeks of, of thoughts there. That's all right. He brought the energy, as always. As always. Oh, yeah. Love, James. I think after... after See, this is where the soundboard's going to, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to overdo it or not, but this is what I heard after a little bit. After about 10 seconds, it was like, <laughs> Did I tell you not to play that sound, Jay? No, you did not tell me I said I that hate one. that sound. No, you said you don't like this. This <laughs> is James from Queens thing. here. Barry's the greatest thing, thing ever. Yeah, he ends all his I calls don't... with fuck Kyrie and KD. <laughs> Gotta love that. Hey, boys, it's uh, Brandon over in Georgia. Huge Nixon. Love the podcast. Uh, just want to say my vote goes to Craig. Craig, you are literally the funniest dude I've ever heard on a podcast. Um, oh, Barry, you, you're, you know, you're right there next to him. But and, and Blandy, let me tell you, Blandy, you're coming along just fine. But I got to give it to 
to Craig on this one. Um, dude, you've got me in tears, you know, clowning Ian Begley. Please continue doing that because, oh, my God. <laughs> Just if we can do a bit of every time Ian Begley fucks up on an interview, that would be perfect. Love the podcast. Rated the place twice. Love the merch. If you guys are hearing this and you guys are a fan of the pod, reach out, get some merch, support our guys. Anyways, love you guys. Take care. Now that, that is a great call, guys. Jay, you're tallying these? Yeah, I got it. And I don't, James, I don't win anything if if I do take this. <laughs> what do you, what do you think you're going to win? What the hell? What do you think is you're going to win? Oh, guys, all the way from Scotland. Craig, Barry, Jay, Derek from Scotland here. How's it going? This is my call-in vote for Barry because Craig oh, said my writing vote didn't count. My Twitter handle is Buck. Uh, and I was tweeting because I was all in with Barry and his attitude to losing in the previous pod. He was saying, it's not okay to lose. And I agree. We should be rooting for this team to try and win every game they can. I'm already fed up with a lot of the focus of Nick's Twitter being on college prospects for next year. I can't wait to have a next team back in the court to watch, even if it is a hard next life. All the best, boys. P.S. If Craig is finding a way to automatically disqualify votes for Barry, then I'd like to shift my vote from Barry to go to the drunk Florida woman that made a one-time appearance on the pod. <laughs> what? The drunk Florida woman, he said. Oh, that made the one-time appearance on the pod. The drunk Florida woman that made a one-time appearance on the pod. I thought you said the drunk Florida woman that made the penis in the pod. The <laughs> uh, I thought he meant women plural, so I didn't know what was going on. Thank you, Derek. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't get it. Barry coming through with these late fucking arriving votes. Yeah, which is I mean, really it's, convenient. It's it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Hi guys, this is your friend Daniel from Germany. I'm the president of the Knicks Nation Germany, the oh. fan club. Oh, we know Daniel. We know the Knicks sucks. All right. The doesn't Knicks it sucks. sound like a? It's 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 ironic, but doesn't it sound like a fake German accent? Jay, you and got your German not, accent ready to respond I'm to not, It's not one that I've really mastered. You maybe uh, see us on Twitter or Facebook, Instagram. Um, I hope I can make a little promotion. So first of all, Craig, Barry, and Jay, welcome to our fan club. You are the newest members. Maybe your followers see that on Twitter. Um, I'm very happy to welcome you here. Jay, I don't know if you knew this, but in your in your absence, we did join the um, German Austrian Knicks fan club. Okay, Knicks Nation Germany Austria. Yeah, Craig and I got to meet Daniel uh, earlier this year, which was very nice to to meet him. I will go for Team Barry. <laughs> hey, because um, Barry was the, was the first guy I met uh, in March uh, at our Knicks game viewing party at um, Clyde's Wine and Dine. And that's basically because Barry's just more friendly than me. Because at those get-togethers, <laughs> I just stand in the corner and watch a game. And Barry's fucking selling raffle tickets, schmoozing. I mean, you this love every second of that, Barry. <laughs> Can I just say, at, at the moment now, it's it's five for Craig, it's four for Barry, and it's and it's one for me. I don't I don't know what to say. I don't hate it. I just don't like it at all. And it's terrible. Uh, what is that from? That's, that's how I feel right now. Yeah, what is that from? It's The Office. Oh. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Trevor from New Jersey. Um, I actually called in because I just wanted to dispute something. So recently, 
Craig reached out to me over Twitter and stated that he would pay me five dollars to place my vote for him as the favorite, which I thought was kind of weird. Hold on, this wow. is totally wow. This, this is, is big news. This is totally bullshit. Barry, this how much money news. did you play pay Trevor to make this make up this fucking lie? I didn't make up anything. I heard <laughs> okay. that this might be happening, that this might be true, but then I'm sending people five dollars to vote for me. Yeah, that's really pathetic, Craig. It's, it's sad. Yeah, is that's, what it is. Honestly, that's... I have enough people that I could get to do that for free. I would not pay people. Okay. But Trevor over here would just make up that you would. Why would he do that? Well, let's yeah, see who he votes that? for, and then we can decide. Okay. And I didn't know if he was doing that with everyone that left a like on one of your Twitter posts. Anyways, I'm officially posting my vote for Barry. Um, I just wanted to say uh, thoughts and prayers with Jay. Um, really thinking about him during the passing of his father. And the other thing I wanted to say is you guys do a great job. Love listening to your podcast. Gets me through a lot of hours of work. All right, guys. Thanks again. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor, for spreading fucking false information about me. <laughs> no, it's funny. He, he, I, I think he DM'd me about that, which I guess was like a little joke. Um, and I said, well, you got to call, call on the hotline if you want. Because he's like, he's like, you got my vote though, Barry. I said, well, what the fuck? Call yeah. it in, man. So write-in votes don't count. That's right. Yo, the boys. This is John calling from Rutherford, New Jersey. I, w- I wanted to start off this voicemail first by making my voice heard and making sure that I got my vote in. And, and I just want to tell you how I came to my conclusion. I just want to prepare everyone. This is a fucking, this is the most thought-out vote really ever. So first you have Craig, who's kind of the OG. He was like when... Carmelo Anthony came to the Knicks. He, he started this from nothing. Then he wanted to make something his own, so I got to give him credit for that. Can't wait I to feel hear like why. he brought in Barry after, I don't know, a half season or whatever that was. And I feel like he really brought on Barry just to have somebody to make fun of. And That's uh, completely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I think that kind of worked. At first, I was hesitant because I used to just Craig, some people call me X, by himself on the mic doing his little bits. But then it was nice to have a foil for Craig, someone someone he could just rip on at 1 a.m. at night or whenever this thing gets recorded after games. But then Barry became lovable, even though he's only seen like three Knicks games in his life. And then you had Blandy, and Blandy comes in, he's kind of like the Frank. How come I don't get compared to a player? And you guys do. You got Mello and Nilakin over here. I don't get compared to a player? You think I want to be compared to fucking Mello? Hey, uh, Mello's a Hall of Fame player. Well, if he was going to compare you to a player, it'd have to be like Alonzo Trier. You're Omari Spellman. You're I think Omari he's Spellman. like Alonzo Trier. Am I like Ron Baker? <laughs> no, no. The I, lovable, uh, hardworking, no. but, you know, doesn't contribute much? No, you contribute plenty, Barry. Come on. Lance Thomas? No, because he's been, he was here, uh, he was a, a vet. You're not Lance Thomas. I like that. Yeah. I like that comparison, Lance Thomas. Sure. Lance Thomas? Too good? No. Yeah. Kind of like the Frank. He's afraid to kind of, you know, he's, he's he's lovable, but he's kind of afraid to take a shot right, sometimes. And maybe wide open for three, and he's got that soundboard in front of him. But That's a good comp. He doesn't take the shot for some reason, but I think I think the the fans are rooting for him. Anyway, my my vote after much deliberation goes to Craig. He's the OG. He brings the humor. He's hilarious. I like it, even if no one really calls him X. Does anyone call him X? Anyway, really enjoy the uh, the. Uh, <laughs> the show and keep up the good work boys oh my point what do you guys think of the relaxed dress requirements for coaches this year do you think you know is there anything we can expect from tibs from the fashion department would love to hear your thoughts on that all right <laughs> just you it's really want question. to hear our thoughts on that hmm. did you say that's a great question this is a weird question 
Yeah, really looking forward to see what, I mean, of all the coaches who we know are going to style it up for games, it's Thibodeau. <laughs> I feel like Thibodeau is kind of like a Bill Belichick type. I mean, he might be rolling. What do you have to wear? You got to wear, like, you still have to dress up. He can't roll in in sweats, right? No, you can't. So you can no, be he, like business he, casual. You just don't need a full yes. suit, right? Business casual. Can you wear like track pants? I don't think so. I'd like to hear more people pull like the, from the FLA kind of thing. Like there's the guy from Georgia. Like why didn't he say like, this is so-and-so from the GEO. From the dirty well, south I mean, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something like, yeah. <laughs> right? Don't you think, you know, if he just calls from Newark, why can't he say he's from the NEW, you know? I don't would you say the NEW? I mean, I like well, that. He, it's, it's, I mean, he's from cool. Newark. It's cooler. All right. Well, the votes are in. And this was the deadline. Um, was it? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We're, absolutely. According to who? According to you? <laughs> we got to end this shit. Listen. We do. It's, we got to end this. We much. can't do this week after week. No. The winner is Craig. Oh, wow. Six well, votes thank you to very much. Barry's. Five. I would like to thank everybody who Oops. voted for me. Thank my mom. And Barry, you're boring. <laughs> Barry, well, you're boring. <laughs> I'll be honest, Barry, I brought you in here because I was getting so bored and tired of talking to myself. <laughs> and I knew, I knew I could not do it forever at that pace. So... Guys, if Barry wasn't here, this show would not be here today. You said you wanted to know what you could, what you win, Craig. This, this is what you win. You get to say this. I'm kind of a big deal. There you go. <laughs> people know me. Hmm. That's, that's what you win. At least, at least six people know me. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for the show today. Is that it? Is that it? That was fucking long enough. <laughs> you guys ready to go to bed? Holy crap. If you want to reach out to us, reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Jay at Blandy Hooper. And like always, you can call us. Yes, we will not be accepting any more votes at this time. However, we would love to hear your comments and thoughts on your New York Knicks. Call the hotline 516-33-MESH-1. That's 516-336-3741. Remember, if you like our show, if you listen to our show, please leave us some positive revating. Please leave us some five-star ratings. I love positive revatings. I love positive beratings. Did I say beratings? No, you said, I think, just revatings. Revatings. Leave us some positive ratings or five-star ratings and positive reviews. Fuck. You can also support us by heading to Life. Dot threadless.com and checking out the cool merch that we've got on there to purchase. Great get deals some, yeah. on some t-shirts, some hoodies. Get some merch yep. to keep you warm. This the sick winter. Obi-Wan hoodie and tea. We even got some stuff for kids if you want to buy some kids, some kids merch. I got worried there for a second because you're like, if you want to buy some kids. <laughs> I thought we were going back to the conversation <laughs> from a few weeks ago with Barry's mother-in-law. Uh, about Wayfair? With, with Wayfair. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, guys. Remember, go go take care of your balls at manscaped.com. All right, guys. Until next time. Why did I throw that in there? I don't know. I don't know. But hey, you know. It is a hard. Nick's. Life. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.